Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We were in uh, separate corners over the Thanksgiving weekend, so we didn't get a chance to record immediately following the game. So we're here at Toons, some of the best wings on the north side of Chicago. A Chiefs bar. A Chiefs bar, which we didn't realize. Uh, we're not going to be the dicks that actually watch the game from the Chiefs bar, but we will record our gloating podcast there. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, Sujit, you just heard from. What up? And, of course, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton, also here tonight. This is the real world. Aw, jeez. So it was uh, quite a game on Sunday. I didn't get a chance to actually watch it. I had to listen to it while driving back from Pennsylvania. There's plenty to talk about. Find us on iTunes. Just search for Bills and Beers and subscribe if you haven't already. And now, I didn't tell you this, guys, nine years of doing this podcast, and, baby, we're on Stitcher now, too. So you can find wow. yeah, you can find and download yeah. this podcast through Stitcher as well. Uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter. You know my old ass doesn't know what Stitcher <laughs> is. It's it's a podcast feed. Uh, best way to stay in touch with the show there. Watch that Stitcher. And you Who got a sewing machine. That hashtag BNBSM to be considered social media listener of the week. And uh, if you're if you're engaging, exciting, find us on social media. I'll send you five dollars for the local. Uh, equivalent in your local currency so you can have a beer on us. Also, head on over to myboogie.ag. Use that promo code B and B. Time is expiring. Folks, let's not waste any time to talk about this this real stinker at Arrowhead that we that we pulled out on Sunday. Go Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna He's mad because Peterman wasn't doing it. <laughs> we'll get you to that. Love, the, we, you love Peterman we will unnaturally. Get to, it is not about that, and I don't care if this makes me the wrestling heel, but it's not about loving Peterman. I think we all know what it's actually about, and we will get to that. It was a win in Arrowhead. 16-10 to 10 was the final. The Chiefs are on quite a bit of a slide. So we could, we could rank the top five reasons why we won this game. We can get to that later, but it wasn't all pretty. So we'll start with... Some of the things that weren't so great, Cass, and we'll start with you. You're Jenny Cremel Bummer of Sunday's Contest. I'm going to go with our kickoff returner, punt returner, uh, Brandon Tate. Two weeks in a row now for Mr. Tate. Yeah, it, with a fumble that, holy oh, yeah. God, I was like, you jerk. But he somehow sniffed it back in underneath his chest and, and recovered it, so thank God. But secondly, like, stop coming out of the end zone. Like, just stop it. Like, they, I don't, they don't even put somebody back there. Just let the ball go out of the end zone. We should not be doing it. Just take the ball at the 25, especially on a team that has the trouble, like, moving the ball downfield. And then on top of that, when we are punting or being punted to, our, our team, our special team should do the first block, like, block the person right in front of you and then stop. Do not block anybody else because you are going to get in a block in the back penalty. I don't know how many we've gotten this year. I swear I see them all over the field when we, against us, but we never get the call. But sure enough, they always find it on our team. So special teams was abysmal. Except for the 58-yard field goal and for Colton Schmidt pinning them inside the 20, 9 out of 14 times that he punted. Yeah, I didn't mention either of their names. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, special teams gave it and special teams take it away on it's Sunday. So, it's so sad. First of all, Cassie is fucking fired up. Yeah, okay? about special teams. About special teams. And it's because Jerry this Hughes girl. played an amazing game. I know. She got nothing else to be mad about. Nothing. But, um, you know, I will say I was actually thinking that 
that he was doing a good job because he wasn't taking out of the end zone of the first few days, like in the first half, and he wasn't doing boneheaded play. And then he did that. He did that fumble. And I was like, God, I texted you guys. I was like, shit, I thought he was doing a good job. But, yeah, you know what the saddest thing is? Remember that guy, Kalen Clay, that we had on our team, that Oops. his first game here, he played amazingly, and he, like, what are you, like almost 100 yards receiving? Oh, what? No. Kalen Clay. Deontay Thompson. Oh, that was Deontay Thompson. Yeah. Yes. Kalen Clay did nothing while yeah. he was here. No, we traded for Kalen Clay, cut him, and then the team who traded him to us just had signed him back. Right, and then they, then now he just returned to punt for a touchdown. Yeah, we got none of that. Last week. We got none of that because we never let him actually play that position. Did well, he, I'm saying was we, he we, don't, we don't have it, generally speaking, with or without him, we have none of that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Who's your oh, Jenny Cremail bummer? Steve? My Jenny Cremail bummer. I hate to do this, guys, but I'm tired of it. LaShawn McCoy. Wow. Yeah, I'm Whoa. tired of it. I'm tired of. Yes, he broke one run that he had some room on, but this guy cannot find open space. Is it because he cannot, he cannot wiggle through? I know. Is it because is it by of the contrast? aging line? No, no. Is it? Are you giving it to him because our new backup? Praise Jesus, we have a non-Mike Tolbert backup running back. Didn't look quite so bad. Is no, that is that why? No, 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 because his yards per carry were two point three yards. Who, I mean, I'm, sorry. Cadet? I'm talking about no, Tavares Cadet. I know, I know, I know. What it's I'm because saying because he looked good. You think what, what's the problem with Lashawn McCoy if this guy can look good? Well, that too. That's right. what I'm asking. No, but 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 regardless, you're Lashawn McCoy. Two point three yards per carry is not acceptable no, in any bad. situation. It was bad, and it's not. Yes, and, and, and I guess to your point. When a backup comes in and can get some yardage, very productive. Um, then, then, then you need to do something, you know. And and that's two point three yards per carry, despite the fact that he had a big run, right? Well, especially so, I mean, so when, he's when the second half the game plan is to play keep away and run the ball into oblivion, which we could not do. I, I mean, I'll blame Dennison for for something because I don't think that there's wide open holes. But there's times when I'm seeing. Open holes. They're not. They're not wide open, but they're big holes. It seems like the only time he gets big yardage is when there's a wide open gaping hole that you or I could run through. So relative to that, and a lot of the hot talk this it's, week. It's also one other thing. He always seems to be getting caught up to. He never seemed. No one seemed to be able to catch him away. when he was in the open field before. Maybe he's lost a step. Well, Maybe he's. If, he is a thirty-year-old. If he's listening, back. if he's listening, put this on the bulletin board, Lashawn. And protect the ball. Stop freaking like holding it out there. Like in fr- like put it under. Like be a running back. He, I will get he, oh upset about that the first time he fumbles because of that. But so far he's like oh for the century in doing that and fumbling. I, I know it's you, but you know it's coming. Uh, you yeah, know it's, it's, it's coming. It's still a heart attack. I'm giving mine, uh, well, let me just back up here. I, I was going to say, a lot of the hot talk this week has been about uh, Rick Dennison's second-half play calling, five passes to 15 runs, the three consecutive runs to try to ice the game, which resulted in, in virtually no, no positive yardage whatsoever. But one has to believe that the reason the game plan is so conservative in the second half is because he doesn't trust his quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, who is my Jenny Cremel bummer of the week. Now, like I said, it has nothing to do with me loving Peterman. It's because I'm sick and tired of Tyrod Taylor. Now, let me go. As I said, I was listening to the game. Let me go. <laughs> we're not, we're not I was, I'm about to go off on this motherfucker right here. I was, let me go. I was driving, listening to the game. My... My wonderful wife was sitting in the back seat. Halftime rolled around. I said, hey, could you do me a huge favor? Would you please pull up 
the Buffalo Bills app or go to ESPN.com and, and give me some of the stats. I want to know how many yards and how many carries LaShawn McCoy had, and I want to know how many attempts and completions and how many yards Tyrod Taylor has. Just curious. Just curious. 15 for 24 in the first half. When she said Tyrod Taylor has attempted 24 passes, I said, what? Okay, unheard of for him to attempt 24 passes in the, in the first half. This is why he is my Jenny Cremill bummer of the game. Last week, Suge, we discussed what the benching and then subsequent shit bomb from Nate Peterman would do to Tyrod Taylor. And you said, well, it would restore his confidence. And I said, no. The only thing it's going to restore is his confidence in his job security. He's not going to go out and change the way he does things because he knows he doesn't have to. And that's exactly what he did. He knows he has no prayer whatsoever of, of ever being benched by the Bills so long as the, as, as long as the playoffs are, are, are out there. But he did get benched already once this year for not being able to run the offense. And then what does he do? He turns around one touchdown, zero interceptions, 185 yards. I am so sick of that stat line from Tyrod Taylor. And this game was there for the taking. It should not have been close. The Chiefs' offense is in a death spiral. They couldn't do anything. Our defense played okay. We will get to that in a minute. But more so, the Chiefs are lousy. And yet our quarterback couldn't be bothered to do a damn thing in the second half to put the game away. And more importantly, what's been historically bad for the Chiefs has been their defense. Their pass defense specifically has been very, very poor. And against that situation, Tyrod Taylor could not put up a 200-yard game. But, you know, like, and I was trying and, to find and, and, some uh, way. Again, but I'm going to say, the play calling. Okay, 15 runs to five passes in the second half. Yeah. That doesn't tell me that Rick Dennison has a lot of faith in his running game. Why would he? It tells me he has no faith in Tyrod Taylor. Right. And and, and I, think that, that, I think that's true. Right, I think that there's no question that that's true. He does not have faith in Tyrod Taylor to execute his game plan, but it, it does raise the question of yeah, but is your game plan that good? Right, like I mean, it, how would we know? No one how would, know. would we know? No one would know, right? <laughs> I know. But that's the frustrating part about evaluating Denison or any offensive coordinator. Quite frankly, we've had since 2002. Yeah, and so I mean, so okay, so with with Tyrod. Yes, he, he played the way that he got the job and the way that now he's won back the job is because that's what he, he does. He didn't win back the job. He well, did not win back the job. The job well, took yeah, a giant yeah. dump in his lap, and there it sits. Well, yes. No, he didn't. Yeah, fair enough. But he didn't win back the job. But he, he, he won the job initially, and, and they said, okay, well, the alternative sucks. So, yeah, we don't have a better alternative. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting – when we draft somebody, we have to get rid of Tyrod before we the draft. Is that right? We will. Is that that's like the the timing of it? I don't is, know. Is that? I don't know. But but the bigger point here is, this team ain't going nowhere. Okay, we might we we might eke out enough wins to make and, the playoffs. and the Ravens might lose enough games to make the playoffs. Whoop de doo! This this roster is going to get gutted. Lashawn McCoy is going to be gone. Tyrod Taylor is going to be gone. Shaq Lawson's probably going to be gone next year. We're, we're going to this roster is going to be turned over again. We're going to be building from the bottom, and we're not going to have five lucky games to start the season. It's going to be a poor season next year. So whoop you do. At least we broke the drought. But for now, all we're doing is 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 sacrificing draft position. And I hate to be the fan that says that, but like, what are we really doing here? What what are we stacking wins for at this I, point? I think that's going to do. So here's the thing: if you're McDermott and you make the playoffs. 
you have four years in Buffalo, no one's asking any questions. If you don't make the playoffs this year, you have three like every other coach. That's fine. So we do have four social media listeners of the week, four people who use that hashtag BNBSM and we're four. So we're gonna be we're gonna be spending mad cheddar this week. Um, usually I had to narrow it down this week. I said, you know, I'm not gonna narrow it down because we got some great listeners who are tuning in on social media to be active. They deserve some love. They deserve five dollars to have a beer on us. If you live in England, it'll be seven fifty out of our pocket. First up, very faithful listener, very engaged on social media, Mr. Eric Harris at Rob Axe, whoops, I just lost this thing. Rob Axe, Robo Axe, something like that. Eric Harris, send us your email address, best way, Venmo, PayPal, Chase Quickway, best way to get in touch with you. Number two, at Phil's, I don't, this is the worst, Phil's One Ready, something like that. We had a nice back and forth, had a great debate uh, on Twitter. He, he, he said, fine, sounds good, you know, uh, he expressed his point of view, listened to our point of view. Didn't, re- didn't even realize he was a listener. I thought he was just somebody talking shit. Then he said, by the way, love the show. Can't wait for it every week. So you get a beer, too. Moving Are you on. you tell us anything about these people? Like, no, like we're just, what we're just you blasting through. All right, cool. Headline, five bucks to you. Number three, at Austin Cleveland. Not only are we going to send you a beer, DM us your home address, and Cassie's going to send one of those shirts that you've been asking about. Oh, yeah. Send it over. Send, we'll get that taken care send of. Send me your address and your shirt size, and you will have that shirt sometime before 2019. I need to return a pair of shoes, so it's perfect. And finally, at Mr. Dearlove, Matt Dearlove, he's reached out to us before. He was apoplectic that we didn't have a podcast waiting for him Monday morning. As I'm sure most of you were, we do apologize. This is going to happen again over Christmas Eve. Just get used to it, Bills fans. we got a life, too, and lots of kids, lots of spouses, lots of family who don't live in Chicago nor Buffalo. But you four, get at me. Best way to reach you, and I will send you $5 so you can have a beer on us. If you're not 21, ask your parents first. Okay, it was a win, folks. 16 to 10. We are 6 and 5. We are currently at the six and a half seed, which means we won't make the playoffs as the season ended today, but we are damn close. We have the Patriots coming to New Era Stadium next week, so Lord knows we're probably going to be six and six soon, but for now, we have a winning record after Sunday's victory. Suge, we'll start with you. Labatt Blue MVP of Sunday's contest. I'm going to take it because it's the obvious, and it's Jerry Hughes. Yeah, it was, baby. Because Woo! this oh, guy... Oh, oh, darn, it means I can't take that one? Aww. So, Jerry, you, you finally you put it out there. You played with heart. You, um, even when he wasn't sacking somebody or making a tackle, he was in people's faces. He just was playing like the Jerry Hughes of old, which I really appreciate. Um, and I don't understand why he hasn't been there before. I, 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 I really don't. But um, well, they were saying knows a, 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 the addition of EJ Gaines allowed them to do a lot in pass rush that they can't do when yeah, he's not and you know I, I can't remember. I remember at the beginning of the game, I was watching at home on my couch with my girl, my, my baby, um, and, uh, you know, under a blanket, and it was just I was sick as shit. Talking about your daughter or your wife? Um, yeah, my daughter. Oh, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> my, my wife could care less. Um, but she does. She still respects. She does not wear the opposing team's colors, and if she's around the house, she wears a Bills jersey. Good wife. So. Um, but I was there with my daughter, who, you know, after the first half was like, I don't care, Dad. I'm just, I'm leaving. Okay. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I was there watching, and um, I couldn't remember the last time I saw Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, EJ Gaines, as our, as our secondary being announced. 
yeah. you know, like, oh my God, we actually have our starting secondary back. Not one of them is out. And look what happened. Or suddenly our pass rush got better. So um, I don't know. I don't know if it's exactly true that there's a correlator or it's just that the, the Chiefs suck. But It's you know, mostly that the Chiefs suck. But they're going to be back next week, right? And if we don't embarrass ourselves against the Patriots, then, then that's a sign that our starting it, yeah, group is yeah, good. Yeah, I, I'll, I, but I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I, and, I, and I hate to say that. And, and you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast since 2009, you know that we're not those fans. But at some point, we have to be realistic about what's going on here. And we got shredded by two legit offenses in the Saints and the Chargers. Now, the Chargers, by the way, Chargers look like the most dangerous team in the AFC right now. They, they didn't miss a beat on Thanksgiving. Uh, and I think we played them at a bad time. If we would have played them in the first four weeks, we might have gotten a win there, but we didn't, and they are hot. Yeah, I mean, we played Kansas City at a bet at a good time, yeah. and we played Atlanta. At, and we played Atlanta at a good yep, time. They're getting we hot. played Denver. Well, Denver, well, Denver sucks. sucks. Um, but we played uh, the Chargers at a bad time. Yep. Right? They were they were hot. Cass, coming to you now. Jenny Cremel. Whoops, excuse me. Labatt Blue, MVP of Sunday's game. I could go back to a Jenny Cremel if I wanted to, but um, Labatt Blue, player of the game. Yes, please. As my dad would call him, Mr. Jay-Z. Yeah. Or Mr. Zay Jones. He took mine. You know what? It's coming out. Yeah, he is. He's making a name for himself. Yeah. We're down. When Kelvin Benjamin's out, when Jordan Matthews is, is probably not 100%, who steps up? Who steps up? And, and, and he's out there. He's, he's blocking down f- field exceptionally, I think, as well. Yeah. There's um, no Robert Woods. But yep, no Robert Woods. Agree. agree but... Zay Jones, just when we needed him. And for a guy who, as a rookie, has had a really, really up-and-down, topsy-turvy season. Yeah, he had a rough start. Yeah, rough start. It's good to see him emotionally seem like he bounced back and and just forgets about that. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the man can levitate. (laughs) Um, And by the way, did you guys see his Instagram story where he posted a lot of the – he asked for people to, like, send him videos of them levitating, and then he posted some of the best he got. Holy crap, it's hilarious. Some people actually think that they could do it and they are like <laughs> just like terrible. Like they're like crawling backwards to try to like stand up. I mean it was priceless. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm starting to become a real big fan of his. I'm starting to become a believer in him and, and thinking that okay, Jordan Matthews is gone next year. We have a solid Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, one two. So I, I will say that you know and I've been saying it. You could do a lot worse than Jordan Matthews, Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, and Charles Clay. Those are four pretty good options. I mean, there's not there's not a DeAndre Hopkins in there. There's no Antonio Brown in there. But, okay. I mean, I, I, I think we can wait for a superstar to come out of the draft some way, somehow, perhaps, and, and still be just fine with those four. Well, and the problem is, is your bummer of the week is the person throwing the ball to them. So uh, Yeah, 100%. And right now we're stuck. We're stuck with him. I mean, we're stuck. And, until we're out of the playoffs or Tyrod rips his knee in half, we're stuck with him. And, and you never know. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin is underperformed. I think that he still has a lot of potential. I mean, he's, he's a relatively young guy. Still, yes. You know? and yes, so he is. He still has a lot of room to grow. So I'm giving my Labatt Blue MVP to Hauschka. Uh, you know, I hate to have to give it to anybody on special teams, but quite frankly, nobody else really earned it other than Zay Jones, in, in my opinion. Yes, the defense played very well, but I, I think... But, but did they? But did they? Did they play really well, or is just Kansas City That's what I'm not saying. Good? I, I don't know. Like, 
I, th- I think it's much more so, to be honest, and we will we will find out on Sunday because yeah. we are either going to get torched or keep them honest. Uh, and I have a feeling it's going to be the former, but um, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't sit here and say. And, and Shaq Lawson, great. You, you I mean, good, what are you going to do? With he's him? good against the run, but man, 19th overall pick, you know, is not a run-stopping defensive end. I mean, especially when he was considered a bargain at that. At no, that I mean that's it, like he's been a disappointment. We've been t- Kyle Williams is playing on one leg. I get that he's the heart and soul of the locker room, and at this point. Knowing that he wanted to retire last year, I, I know I said earlier that what's the point in making the playoffs? The the only thing I can think of at this point is so that Kyle Williams can get his playoff and then just ride off into the sunset and then wait five years before he goes on the Wall of Fame and he will forever be a legend in Buffalo Bills history. I mean, folklore. Period. Folklore. I mean, yes. I mean, he has been a terrific player, but he's not the player he once was. And and the players next to him, they f- show flashes, but they're not. They're not good. They're, they're not. They're, they're jumping off sides yeah. on third and seventeen to make it third and twelve, and then of course Kansas City converts on yeah. that, which we can't do against the next opponent that we have. No, absolutely not. And you know, if you watched Monday Night Football last night, I already mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's incredible. On the defensive side of the ball, so can Jadavian Clowney. And we do not have a player on our roster of his caliber. Now, granted, he was a first overall pick, and, they, and he was a consensus number one pick from you know 18 months before he even declared for the draft. But we just don't have a we don't have a player in our front seven that t- the teams have to plan for. We just don't. And, and until we do, you can't sit here and tell me the defense is great because it's impossible in the NFL to be a great defense unless you have one of those players. So, absent Zay Jones, gotta go Hauschka, 58 yard, bada bing, bada boom. Well, difference in the game. And the fact is, is when you miss one, but you come back and you just freaking nail the next one. I mean, the, the I mean that could have gone for 64 yards. What were, the, what were the Seahawks thinking getting rid of him? I have no idea. So, I mean. Or is this 2013 Dan Carpenter where he got he got cut, <laughs> yeah. he had one great season, then it was, oh, that's why they got rid of him. So, if, if Hauschka grows a mullet and, and starts, I mean, when he was drinking. And his the, wife takes it to, takes to Twitter. Yeah, uh, to when, make not so subtle racist remarks. When he came in to kick the the the, <laughs> the field goal, and he like went over to drink from the Gatorade, I was like, I said to my husband, I go, oh, if that was Carpenter, that would be some good old like um, natty ice. Yeah, nat, no moose moose moonshine. Yeah, moonshine, like, even better. Okay, well, let's. Uh, yeah, not a lot to say. Uh, kind of curious to hear what Jeff and Bill have to say. I don't know if we're, they're going to be available, so I guess we'll find out when we come back on the other side of this segment. We won! Well, that sound means it's time for a Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Caliente. Arriba! I want some taquitos. And as we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with the hottest hot takes is the spokesperson for Pocket Chips, maker of the hottest chips on the planet. Take that one, Chip Challenge. It's Jim and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Jeff, how are you doing? Do you microwave those hot takes back up? Woo! Hello, friends. A little bit uh, a Tuesday Tuesday evening podcast here. A couple couple days delayed from the uh, from the game. A little bit of time to marinate on our on our hot takes, if you will. Speaking of marinating, how was your Thanksgiving in Taiwan? Ah, the Thanksgiving uh, uh, on the other side of the world was good. I think I had some uh, you know some some raw fish or some gizzard or some goose. Who knows what I had? When Fried it was eel. Thanksgiving. Fried eel, some sea urchin, you know, all sorts of interesting things. Excellent. 
Hey, did, you, did you have an opportunity to catch the game at all? I guess we should have asked you that before we called you. Uh, well, you know, I was uh, the Chargers game. I thankfully did not have the opportunity to see. Good. Uh, but I was back actually in Austin in time for the the, the most recent game. Oh, okay. Um, against the Chiefs, so I saw that live and in action, and uh, I'm you know, and uh, good win for the Bills. So give us your tacos calientes, friend. Well, so here we go. We got we got two days removed from the game, and as such. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say for this pod, I actually, my, my Tacos Calientes is going to be less of, it's going to be related to, but not specifically about the Chiefs game and more about the season at, in its entirety thus far. And as I was thinking about our six and five record and our, of course, in the hunt, um, as we always seem to be at this time of the year, uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about the season and I wanted to acknowledge one specific player who I believe is single-handedly responsible for at least two wins this year versus the person in that position last year. And I, and I, and I think Suge and I both know exactly who it is, and Cass is going to guess for us. Jordan Poyer. There it is. And that is actually not who I was going Whoa, to say. Oh, okay. Um, and, I, and that is not at all that is not not at all an indictment of Jordan Poyer. I love Jordan Poyer, and, and honestly, he may he may very well also be a candidate for that for this for that exact same award. Okay. But the player that I wanted to acknowledge, and we've acknowledged him, but perhaps not even as fully as he deserves, is Stephen Hauschka. There it is. Okay. Okay. And 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 I say Jeff that because mind we, meld. <laughs> he was my I mean, he was my we, Labatt Blue MVP. Okay, well, there we go. And I mean, I get, and he, and quite honestly, and Jordan Poyer may be a runner up for me, but as I think about 11 games into the season, my, my MVP of the Bills thus far, I think, I think I would go to Steven Hauschka. And I say that because the delta between he and Carpenter versus last year, I think, and what he's been asked to do for the, the Bills this year, and I'm going to, I'm going to rattle off just a couple of statistics here. Go for I it. I think is, is, is worth at least two wins that we otherwise wouldn't have had. Okay. The guys kicked 24 field goals and 23 extra points this year. Yeah. Of the 23 extra points, he's made all 23. Yep. And of the 24 field goals that he's been asked to kick, one third of those field goals have been beyond 50 yards. Yep. Wow. Which is absolutely insane. Well, yeah. it's great really that we. we the, the, it's great that we. He came into a perfect situation, right? right. <laughs> we we have to kick a lot of really long field goals because our offense can't get down the field, and we do, exactly he doesn't have to right. kick a lot of uh, extra points because we don't score touchdowns. <laughs> it's exactly right, and that's why you know, especially so he's seven of eight beyond fifty yards. Yeah, right. He's seven of eight this year from beyond fifty yards. A lot of them have been in clutch time kicks. Yep. And if you think about what we had last year with Carpenter, which got to the point where we we really didn't trust him to kick a field goal beyond 49, 50 yards. Beyond forty so, yards. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, what he's done this season, you know, from under from under forty yards, he's ten for ten. From beyond fifty yards, he's seven of eight. And I think Lars, as you've mentioned previously, his his weakness, if you will, is the is the 40 to 49 mark, and he's uh, yeah. I think six six of eight or four of six there. Either way, that's where he's missed two. But in in the in a Bills game, and I think you know, and Lars, it sounds like he was your MVP of, of this most recent contest, which I think is is absolutely correct because in a game in which we were up by four points and and forced the Chiefs to have to try and score a touchdown at the end, which resulted in an interception, 
is a result of the fact that Steven Hauschka just put through a 56-yard field goal, which would have been good from 65. Yep. And and I you know I mean we've we've acknowledged him and you know it's sort of like we've come to almost uh, you know take for granted what he's doing for us. But I think I think I just wanted to take this opportunity a couple days removed from the game and just acknowledge, wow, what a signing, what a loss for the Seahawks. He's um, had an absolutely tremendous season and, you know, in a season filled where we do our fair share of complaining and talk about Tyrod and all that stuff. Just wanted to give a little bit of, you know, shout out and positive praise to arguably one of the, the best two or three players on this whole team, which is Steven Hauschka. And, Love it. And one thing he also does that you did not touch on, but I think does need to be commented yeah. on, is yeah. a roster spot. Yes. We do yes. not need to have a kickoff specialist <laughs> yeah. because we have somebody that can do both of them. Excellent point, Cass. <laughs> so, Jeff. Excellent I, point. I actually want to I want to Henry David throw this a little bit, uh, you know, up is down. Uh, the night has returned to day. Winter has turned to summer again. Uh, we're back here at Tunes recording a podcast. I think the last time we were at Tunes recording is when you gave your dissertation on the the frequented Jenny Creamel bummers of the 2016 season and how they are all gone. Mentioned in that list was Dan Carpenter, was also Corey Graham and Stefan Gilmore. <laughs> and you said they're all out. It's as if they've been listening to this podcast because they're all gone and they've all been replaced. Now, 11 games into the season, are we comfortable with the replacement? I think that the last five minutes from Jeff Day would be a resounding, yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it, oh, go ahead, Suge. No, 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 please, please. I, I was just going to say, I mean, it's a, Lars, you're absolutely right. I mean, you think about the upgrade from Carpenter, Graham, and Gilmore to Hauschka, Poyer, and White. Um, in terms of both just the quality of product on the field and just how much we enjoy rooting for them, just like the people that they are. Um, I never had a problem with Carpenter, actually. He just started to suck. Yeah, he was um, bad. He was bad last year. You know, year. he and, was just bad. But and uh, he was, he he was, was missing for- extra points that put us in a position that, like, impacted how we were having to strategize in the second half because we'd be in deficits or having to protect leads that were slimmer than they should have been. Exactly. We've talked about this so many times on this pod, which is the domino effect of decisions or of, you know, decisions of actions of players of consequences, whatever. You know, we've talked about it with the three and outs from Tyrod. And it's the same. It's the same thing with the kicking game and how a missed field goal or a missed extra point changes the entire dynamic of the rest of the game. Um, And, you know, this year with Hauschka, the Bills have been able to convert on the the like the last two minutes of the first half you know like the the patriots formula for the last 15 years right um and we've actually done that a few times this season and we're a team that we're we're a team that's going to win games by a small margin of error right and you know we're that classic team that needs to have good special teams and a good defensive outing to to win games and if steven hauschka is not yeah if steven hauschka is not on this team this year if he's not on this team this year, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident this is a 4-7 Bills team at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right, Jeff. Um, oh, sorry, I'm getting the signal. So it's funny, as we're sitting here in the bar, uh, just we're all just kind of like staring off into the space listening to you talk. I can only imagine what it looks like to everybody else with all these people sitting in front of a microphone not talking <laughs> <laughs> and not talking to one another as we just listen to Jeff. And just sit here and nod like our this, heads. Like a little yeah. bit of a smile yeah. on her face. Like, yeah. oh, he's so happy yeah. that that motherfucker Gilmore is gone. Yeah. Thank you. 
No, so but it's crazy. Can... I mean, you have to also think about Hyde over Graham. Yeah. Hyde. Well, who is, who it's was not even close? Duke Williams. Duke, Duke Williams. Williams. Dear God. Now, here's, here's a question for you guys, which is, you know, th- right now we're talking hey, about and upgrade. Feel free to talk we're as much about... as, Jeff, feel free to talk as much as you want, because apparently Bill's lazy ass is not joining us for this segment. Oh, his so, five-month son has a double oh, ear infection. Oh, ear infection. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He, right, so he wants his last week's performance to be what we all remember yeah. him by, which was diddly squat. <laughs> Bill's, I just got to say this on the pod. Bill's performance on, on, on last week's pod was just an all, was an all time. was an all time. <laughs> just an all time. You want a Jenny Cremel bummer of the season. It would be Bill Nichols. So uh, <laughs> and, and as we're on the topic of Bill, Bill uh, pimped me out this, this week to give some recommendations to somebody he does work with on how to set up a podcast. So I talked to this guy for about a half hour today, and at the end of the conversation I said, you know, you can check out our podcast, but since your relationship with Bill is mostly professional, it may may help you see him in a new light. And he goes, yeah, my relationship with Bill, um, professional, I guess, is all relative, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, Nothing's changed. Here's, here's the question I actually wanted to ask you guys, yeah. which is, you know, sort of we've been in the last 10 minutes or so, we've been talking about positional upgrades um, for the 17, 2017 bills versus the 2016 bills. We've talked about kicking. We've talked about the safety position and we've talked about the cornerback position. Fast forward 12 months from now, which positional group do you think we'll be talking about in the 18 season versus the 17 season? as a noticeable upgrade. It's got to be either D-line or linebacker. If we have uh, yeah, help. I'm definitely going to say linebacker because there's no way that a Sean McDermott defense doesn't have a stud linebacker in it. I totally agree. I mean, and that's what I, I think. It's it's somewhere on the front seven. I think linebacker is probably either linebacker or D, D, D-line, as you wait, guys pointed wait. out, is, is the it's most ca- obvious. It's also going to be QB. Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing. It's going to be QB because we're going to have one. Or not. Or it could be Josh McCown. Could could be our saver. So I think yeah. that, I think that brings us to the to the most important question of the day. And we'll start with you, Jeff. If the season ended today, would you use one or both of next year's first round draft picks on a quarterback? I really wish I really wish that I could say no because I could I could point to Peterman's performance as evidence of of not needing to do it. Unfortunately, and I'm still a Peterman believer, unfortunately, I, I don't have that evidence. Um, as a result of that, I, I say I say yes, that I would use one of those picks on a quarterback. I will also say yes, but it's conditional. Because right now, if the season ended today, the second overall pick would belong to the Niners. And if they franchise Jimmy G, or make it so that we can't pick him up in free agency, which is the next best thing, that's the only pick I think we can go up and get. Where are the Bears going to be? The problem is, like, like seven of the top ten teams could all be looking for a quarterback. The Niners are one of the few teams in the top ten that won't be looking for a quarterback <laughs> if, if they, in fact, keep Jimmy G. So if we can get their pick somehow, if we can move all the way up to number two, I say go for it. If they, if they think that there's a quarterback that – and I, I trust these guys. Our first three picks from last year have all worked out pretty well. Matt Milano has worked out pretty well. So – so far, so good. The, the, keep, the, keep in mind that the Bears gave away their first-round draft pick for this year, right? So they're a little bit draft pick hungry. Yeah, 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 to get 
to get uh, what's his name, Trubisky. Trubisky. Right. They moved and up so one slot. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Does they're they're going to be a team that's looking to get a draft pick back, a first round draft pick. You think, you think they're going to want to get another quarterback? No, 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 no. no. But they're going to want that team is a fucking desert fire, right? I mean, it's like it's they don't a, have a first to give us. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so unless we get their first for next year, then use that to move up. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of combinations, but unless oh, we God, they don't if, even have a first. What a waste! If, unless we can get to that two spot, I don't see a point. Is there? Are, are you saying because they're not going to want our twentieth and twenty first or nineteenth and twenty first pick of where we're situated might, right now? They might. But would they want the twenty first in our first round next year? So we'd still keep two first this year and give up a first. I don't like I, having zero first round picks. I I I yeah. I'm I am right there with you. I it's just it, it's very interesting if it's what's it going to take because it is a big quarterback market and I think San Francisco's sitting there saying, ha, like yeah. look what we have. You guys all want this and we got it. And you know what? We're not gonna use it for a quarterback, but you guys all want it. I mean, I just think the price just keeps going up and up and up. Maybe, and also the value of the quarterbacks keeps going down and down and down. So I don't know what's going to well, happen. Well, the beauty of the beauty of that, sorry, <laughs> the beauty of that is that um, you know that makes it more and more possible for us to get one of these quarterbacks. That you know, last year everyone thought that all the quarterbacks sucked, and then Deshaun Watson lit the fucking league on fire, right? And so who knows? Look these at Jared guys, Goff. these guys don't know, right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone, we, we tra- traded Sammy to the Rams, and everyone's like, oh, well, you got Jared Goff thrown to you. Well, it doesn't look so bad now, right? <laughs> so these analysts, all the people that we listen to on TV, they can stick their heads so far up their shit. own asses yeah. that, I mean, these guys don't know shit. <laughs> There's a reason. If they knew shit, yeah. some NFL team would be paying them a lot more money. That's why I love that, like, Matt Millen – has always been like a common. Matt Millen was the GM of Detroit where they had like the first overall pick six out of eight years and yeah. couldn't build a team. And these washed up quarterbacks that are like, are like I mean, it's one thing that when you, and the, the crazy thing is that when you hear Tony Romo, who's actually a good quarterback as an announcer, you hear the difference. You're like, holy shit. This guy actually about. knows the game. As opposed game. to Trent Green. It's fucking Trent. Trent motherfucking Green? Are you kidding me? I've been waiting for my fucking rant all fucking day. I've been waiting for what I'm getting angry about. It's these motherfucking washed-up NFL players, you no-talent ass-clown motherfuckers that want to tell me about the football game that I've been watching all my life. You don't know because you're not good. Just because you fucking played in college and were okay and then made a job in the NFL, you were horrible, horrible in the NFL. And then you're going to tell me like you're an authority. Shut up. Oh, Reggie Raglan. Look at Reggie Raglan. Oh, man, he's so good. Oh, he's so good. I was like, you know, get, get the fuck. That. I would agree. I would agree. The only thing that made it good was I like Greg Gumbel. I'm sorry. Jeff, what are you drinking down there in Austin tonight? Anything? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I was, I'm, literally, I'm literally just laughing out loud here on the phone. Uh, it's, it's rare that I get to – it's rare these days that I get to witness one of the Sujit Rants live. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a beautiful – It was completely unexpected, too. I didn't even know I was getting mad. And then he said Trent oh, Green, was, and I got real angry. 
Usually I only hear them on the pods when I'm listening to it after you guys have finished recording. This was a rare treat to be able to get to listen to it live and live in time. Well, um, and, and, and luckily we don't usually have to listen to the freaking commentators. That's the one great thing about yeah. Lincoln Station. Don't have to hear it. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, to answer your question, Lars, I, I, I did have a drink this evening. It Whoa. was actually, it was, it was not a beer. It was not part of the Bills and Beers. I went actually very classy. Um, earlier tonight, Shibli. we were celebrating. We were just celebrating um, uh, uh, something for my for my wife's job, and I had a I had a, a vodka martini. So wow. keeping You're it so keeping fancy, it, keeping it very fancy is down this, here. Is this and, the first uh, time you ever had a martini? I've started drinking martinis in the last year. I <laughs> I need uh, I need details. By the way, you can't say vodka martini and not say I order it with this vodka straight up with this type of garnish. What is it? Yeah, we're talking like choco martini here or like this ap- was apple this tini? was just uh, no this was this was this was like just a straight up Belvedere vodka. Okay. Uh, little you know a little dirty, a couple of blue Ooh, cheese I like stuffed olives. Oh, the know, blue cheese stuffed olives. Blue cheese stuffed you know olives, yeah. Ooh, they used to be a place, Harry's Velvet Room. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to say any names here. Um, the guy who owns my company takes with him when he goes to a bar a business card that has the ingredients for his drink on it. <laughs> wow. So when, so when you're so wealthy, that's what you do, apparently? I guess, I guess. You'd think that, like, you know, just whatever, bro. Just, like, buy just buy a bottle and make it yourself. No. He hands the waitress a, a card that says how to make his drink on it. At that point, does it become your drink? You'd like, it's, it's no longer your drink, right? Because, like, let me get my drink, right? Because it's, like, it's your own thing. So, Jeff, uh, always great to hear from you. The Mind Meld is in full effect this evening. Hey, do you want to do Bill's segment? <laughs> it's not a bills market. It's not a bear market. Or no, sorry, it's not a bull market. If you can't, if you can't introduce, we can't do it. All right. So Jeff, <laughs> because well, let's make it real quick because it's going to get old. But you know, as we've been sitting here, I'm out of money. I lost on my bookie again, but I'm still going to keep betting, baby. <laughs> uh, and so we now we know that it's not a bulls market. It's not a bears market. Because both those teams sucks in Chicago. Yep. So what it must be a Bills market because we're the only team that won. Jeff, Bill Nichols lost all his money. He's broke. He's got two ear infections. Got pus coming out of his ears. He's a hot mess. He's going to the hospital and he's got gas. So we need some help. He needs a financial counselor. What are you going to do with Bill's money? We need some. We need some quick buying and selling. I'll be. I'll be brief on it. Um, and I hadn't prepared anything in advance to cover for Bill's segment, but uh, it's still going to be better if, than Bill's segment. <laughs> I, I, I would say, here's what I'm selling. Here's what I'm selling, and not to be a Debbie Downer, I was trying to be positive in mind. I'm I'm selling um I'm selling Lashawn McCoy's future. Oh, uh, the mind future. melt isn't full effect. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm selling Lashawn McCoy's uh, sort of future upside or or value that he's bringing as the Bills running back, and I and I say that with with. All due respect for what LaShawn has done throughout his career and for his time on the Bills, but I think it's becoming increasingly obvious that as you look at the, as, as again as you go back and look at the like the delta, the value delta that you bring versus an average player at your position, I think that the the, the that increase that incremental value that LaShawn is bringing is is just not particularly large at this point. Look anymore. at this! Look at this! He 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 buys and sells on the delta, folks. 
Yeah, and and and, and he's now <laughs> nailed two of the three. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Cream Ales. The mind, the mind meld, I guess. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm selling. I look at, it, I love the Sean. I, I love it. Everything. But I just, as, as, as a, if I look um, objectively, he, he's just not. Uh, and and then, you know, Cadet comes in, did some nice things, and it didn't feel like there was really any meaningful drop off there. Yep. Honestly, um, you don't need to be here. You really don't need to even like be here because you just talk about the same shit. Um, <laughs> what are you, what are you buying here, Jeff? What am I buying? Um, I don't. You know, I mean, I think other than what we. Oh, I sorry, think, I think part of this can tie into what you were talking about earlier, right? I mean, like, you, you kind of went off on, on uh, the secondary being a different group. And we finally yeah, I mean, had I'm a full, s- healthy secondary. I, I'm certainly I'm certainly buying the secondary, and, and, I, and I expect a lot of that. I expect the secondary to look very similar next year as it does this year. Um, you know, I'm, buy, I'm buying the fact that we are... Uh, that we're a team in in rebuilding mode. Oh. You know, we're a team. We're well. I'm buying the fact that we're a team in the hunt. We're not a particularly no, great team. No, no. Fuck the hunt. Fuck the hunt. <laughs> All righty. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm buying. I'm. T- I am buying Cassie's hatred of the in the hunt graphic. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm buying. I am. I'm Cassie. I don't know if you've already gone off or no, had some time I, I to haven't. express your feelings, so I'll, I'll, I can pass the floor to you. But I'm buying your disdain for the in the hunt playoff graphic. It is the worst graphic over the last like 15 years of my existence because they think it means something. Yeah. They're like, oh, you guys are losing right now, but look, you're in the hunt. You know what? Fuck you. You don't know our team. We are not in the hunt. We're not even close. To being in the hunt, we are so far out of the in the hunt. We're like, but that's not that's not true this year. That's bullshit. It is so true this year, <laughs> and I'm so sick of that stupid freaking graphic. You know what? If you need to put that graphic up, it's for freaking people that don't know football, that don't know how to do math, that don't know how to look at wins and losses, and know anything about football. And I guess that's just like the stupid people in this world. That they're appealing to, but they're not me. And you know what? Every time I see it, I'm going to swear at them, and I'm going to curse them, and I'm going to, like, hate that graphic until the day when we aren't in the hunt and we are just winning the fucking division, and there's no hope for anybody to come close to us. Cass, you know those stupid people eat a lot of McDonald's. (laughs) And I love you for that. Keep eating it, please. Yeah, because all that fat's going to your brain. Um, So here's the only problem, Cassie, that I have with the hating the into hunt. Is that when we're division leaders, what's on the left side of the in the hunt? Yeah, yeah, then the graphic is fine. But don't give me this like hope and promise, like, oh, you're there, you're almost there, you're in the No, we are not. We are not. I want an X or an Y next to my name in like <laughs> week thirteen or fourteen. I'll take I don't want to be yeah, right? I don't want to be in the freaking hunt. I I can't I'll take stand a, it. I'll take a Z. <laughs> I want three X's. Oh yeah, even better. Jeff, always a pleasure. Thanks for th- thanks for uh, turning Cassie loose. Hey guys, uh, always a pleasure talking to you guys. We got a game in what is it? Four days. Four days. Five yeah, days? coming four fast, five baby. Five days against the Patriots. Know, first Patriots game of the year. First, pa- we love these. And hey, and I love the fact that it it matters. It matters. Um, and technically, uh, yes. We ain't gonna win. What is wrong hopefully. with you? Ain't nobody going to win this game. You like that in the hunt graphic, don't you, you fucker? <laughs> all I'm rooting for, all I'm rooting for is that at halftime, it's worth coming back to watch in the third quarter. I'll drink That's what that. I'm rooting for. All right, yeah. buddy. Well, pour yourself another martini and we'll talk to you Sunday. Hey, guys, go Bills. Good go talking to you. Go, go Bills. Bills.
So right now I have $0 at play for my bookie. But I do have two $5 bets. One, that the Bills make the playoffs. And two, the Chargers make the playoffs. So while I have no money to give, those long play bets, if they, if they pan out, I will be almost back to zero just in time for the playoffs. Head on over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code B and B. Get a 100% match on your first deposit. I want to weigh in a little bit on the MyBookie. MyBookie is partially a state of mind, okay? All I know is that in the weeks, the three weeks that the Bills shat the bed, guess what I didn't do? Bet on the Bills. I did not play at all on MyBookie. But you wish this you had. week, I played, I lost. But the Bills won. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a great it's you play, a great way to you offer. watch, you win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was for me it was you play, you lose, the Bills win. Yeah. Okay? I, it's it's a great way to hedge your hedge your heart. Right. And also but I think I got fucked over at some point because I swear to God I built bet on that Jets game about the other team covering the spread and then the the the, 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 the spread changed after the thing and that means you have to re bet on it. No it, it. doesn't. No. You get well, locked in. Well, apparently not, because I did not get locked into <laughs> I've that. I've been locked bet. into a lot of spreads. And uh, in, in, in this situation, that did not happen. I was waiting because I sat there and watched the end of the fucking Jets game to make sure. Uh, so, if my bookie, if that was an error, could you give me my $5, please? Okay. <laughs> my but, bookie, anyways. Mybookie.ag, promo code B and B. You play, you win, you get paid. Some of the best payouts in the business. Cass, looks like you're riding high. Um, so I'm trying to stay above the buck 50 category. I may, I may have, have gone almost all in. That dude just rolled into a bar on a Tuesday night wearing a wife beater. Did I just see that? That, that just happened in 2017? So we're at Toons on Southport <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> so, yep. So, actually, no, I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, it's almost 2018 and that's still happening. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Um, no, I, I actually... When the Bills played the Chargers, I said to my said to my husband, I said, either we're he's like, ooh, bet on the spread, bet on the spread. I was like, we don't need the fucking spread. Either we are going to win, or we are going to lose. And I bet the wrong way on that. I I had taken us for a win. I bet us to cover. Yeah, um, um, and it didn't go that way. So I took this last week off. I got inspired by Suji on the podcast last week to say, hey, I'm. Think I'm gonna wait till the playoffs or whatnot, but you know what? I'm gonna do this next week. Put it all on. Put oh, it all yeah. on black, baby. Oh baby, oh baby, we're gonna spin the wheel again. I like it. Mybookie.ag promo code B and B. We're making a big push here for the month of November. If you get signed up, you haven't already. 100% match in your first deposit. You can't lose. Some of the fastest payouts in the industry. As long as it's proven, you can definitely. Lose. I haven't lost yet, baby. <laughs> right. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. And we're doing that tonight at Toons. I had a nice little local, semi-local, Lagunitas, not technically local, but brewed here. Beer, high in volume, very tasty, a little something-something. We've talked about it before. Highly recommend. It's good for what ails you. It'll get you drunk. Yeah, well, um, yes, I had another truly local brew that was originated here and brewed here, and that is the Revolution Mosaic Hero, part of the Hero series, uh, part of a bunch of really great single hop series. Uh, I've already told you guys what I think of I'm Mosaic a big fan. hops, but I like this one. 
Uh, and it should also be noted that uh, cheers to Teresa Day down in Austin, Texas for her recent promotion. Jeff did allude to it, but as we are tilting one back tonight, let's tilt one to Teresa and her ever-ascending career. You go, girl. Woo-hoo! Um, so for me, I'm Yeah, you were excited to talk about this, yeah, Cass, so don't I miss am, your big opportunity. I'm really excited about it. Um, this is a local Chicago brewery. It's called Dovetail. Yep, up by Beguile. Yep, and yeah, they're like right across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Oktoberfest, we missed it, but that's a good place to go next year because you can go right across the street from Beguile to Dovetail, and they both do kind of special the events. Fest. The festival yeah, yeah, in yeah, June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we went this year. Uh, Jackie was super pregnant. We both joked about how we're excited to go back with a kid. Yeah, but no, but they do something for Oktoberfest as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 which is it's, it's supposed to be exceptional. So I totally yeah. recommend that. A lot of baby Bjorns, a lot of little kids running around. And Jack, well, she was super pregnant when we were there in June this year, thought, well, that's going to be us. Yeah. That shall be us in yeah. 2018. You know what? There's, there's great things to aspire to, and that should be one of them. It was. Yeah. So I, I hope to hear about you checking that box off next year. Um, but I have the... I'll send you pics. Thank you. Uh, or you could just invite us. We'll come. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had the Dovetail Lager. Um, it, it's golden. It's malty. It's rich. It's creamy. It's complex. It's everything. It's everything you could possibly want, and it was delicious. And I had two of them. So <laughs> now I'm enjoying um, a beer of my near future, tapping the Rockies with a little bit of Coors Light. Yeah, me, me too. And speaking of aspiring to great things, we are now officially in the season of Advent. I do believe. I think. I think first Sunday of Advent was last Sunday. Could be this Sunday. Don't I, know. I'm a Hindu. <laughs> I'm not a Muslim, Cassie. Let's just make it clear. Take him off the list, Trump. <laughs> so uh, it is. It is the season of Advent, which means great things are coming. Uh, that is. That is the Christmas story in the in the Christian faith. Um, it is about a baby, but it's really about the coming of the new year and the coming of hope and, and, and new all things. All right, all right, come on. It is. I, I, that's what Advent. My Hindu that's ass. That's what Advent is. My Hindu ass. The only I'm reason sure I know the, the word Advent is that I get 24 pieces of chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Because you get this Advent calendar, and it's the most wonderful thing. Because every day at eight o'clock You're in the one morning, one step closer. I can get up and I can go and I can get myself a little piece of damn chocolate at like 8 a.m. And you know mama ain't giving you chocolate otherwise. But it's always bad chocolate. It's always, it's it's, not, you know what? That's like sex, okay? <laughs> bad sex, bad chocolate. It's still damn good chocolate at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. chocolate. Okay? 8 a.m. chocolate is like, like bad sex. sex. It's like you ain't brushed your teeth. You ain't done nothing, but you roll over and you get a, how you doing this morning, girl? I thought you meant <laughs> like, like 8 a.m. chocolate after you've brushed your teeth. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Meaning that the sex with, you, with, okay. with morning sex is still great. Here we go. Okay, so I was, we, me and Cassie, actually, we got off work a touch early. Uh, we were not motivated, and we did not go to the gym like Lars. He's looking huge, by the way. Uh, but uh, we went to um, we went to Bitter Pops, my favorite beer spot here in Chicago. They have an incredible. I think this um, is only the twenty fifth time you've yeah, mentioned them on the podcast. I know. I love. I, I love them, and I will continue to love them. Uh, but uh, they uh, they did a new thing this year. They were actually featured on the Travel Channel, featured on WGN. Hey, speaking of which, real quick side side note: appearing before the Illinois State Legislature today. Do you guys see this, Rick Steves? Speaking of Travel Channel, you know oh. Rick Steves, like the oh, yeah. PBS travel yeah. guy? Apparently is a huge proponent of legalized marijuana. And, w- <laughs> and went before the Illinois State Legislature today to make his case for legalizing marijuana in Illinois. 
Go on. So, wait, wait, wait. Here's a Rick Steves tidbit. He says that one pair of underwear should last you four wears. <laughs> you have front, back, inside, outside. Yeah, that's so, right. That's how I did it in college. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is true. And I, I can smoking his marijuana. Yeah. Well, that, that explains a lot of things about being Rick Steves, why we have a lot in common. At least college me. This is this is getting worse and worse as it goes on. Anyways, travel uh, channel. So yeah. So anyway, so I was at I was at Bitter Pops and they were on the travel channel and on on WGN. They've been featured for this new thing that they have, and it is the beer advent calendar. Yes. It is a case of beer, twenty four beers, that correspond beers. to yeah to January first or is it December first through December twenty fourth, and you make it the whole way through. And then if you can, you also get a coupon for the Christmas Day Bomber, which is a special bomber that they've selected for Christmas the, the Day. The O-Bomber? The O-Bomber, right? And so, you know, and also it's like fucking Willy Wonka in this bitch because you get a golden ticket. There's like five golden tickets that you, when you open up your advent calendar, you make it a golden ticket, and then you get some special shit. So here's the thing. You know, okay, a pure advent calendar, I'm in. Do, let's do yeah, it, we know. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, you, you uh, made your, you but made like your in g- general advent calendars, chocolate. No, I, I mean I'm I'm in. Yeah. Bill's advent calendar. I'm probably gonna buy it, but it's probably gonna piss me off. So, what happens to you day by day when you are the Bills fan that each day you pick another piece of shit off that thing? It might be a piece of shit. It might be wonderful. It might be the beginning of December where you still think we're in the hunt, in the hunt. But then you get to, like, December 24th, and you're like, this motherfucker. See, I think it actually works in reverse because most advent calendars, like, they get better as you go through. So I'm thinking, like, the first three days are, like, and we, we got to give this guy props. Lafayette Pitts. It's like December first. Like I can't see. What, oh, it's Lafayette Pitts behind door number one. Okay, door number two. Came, oh, it's Cedric Thornton. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what's up. I Oh, it's Ryan Groy. Oh, day three. Ryan Groy. Oh, maybe day four. Well, oh, it's uh, it's a uh, yeah, Andre Holmes. <laughs> you know, that's that's usually how it works. And then you work your way up. And like day twenty-five is like, oh, who's it gonna be? Hey, it's Eric Wood. Okay, you know that's that's it's your, Tyra Taylor. No, no, Tyra Taylor doesn't get included. No, that's exactly what's gonna. They're gonna build you up. They're like McCoy, Ooh. Eric Wood. Wow, who could it be? Kyle Williams. Wow. And the last person is oh, your quarterback, Tyra Taylor. Uh, and that's gonna be the day shit. after he just completely shit the bed when we were we eight him. and eight and eight, and all we had to do was beat the fucking useless. Dolphins to be nine and seven, and you're gonna pull out that thing, and that's what it's gonna be. Well, the other way to look at it is, like most Bills games, you could say probably days 28 through 22 are probably three and outs, uh, just in time for the opposing team to get back in the game, late, late, midway through the contest. Cass, what do you got? So, uh, growing up, we used to always get our advent calendars from my grandmother, who, rest in peace. Grandma Rita, she loved the Bills. She called them the Williams. Yeah. You know, very sophisticated, very, very, proper very proper. But like Suji, one year she gave us the chocolate advent calendar. Oh, and it was like God's gift to advent calendars. And then it's like you know, like making the playoffs. Sort of redundant, right? So it's I mean, like it's like making the playoffs in the early nineties. And then I swear. Every year after that, I get, oh, we got the advent calendar. Even in college, oh, grandma sent me the advent calendar. <laughs> just like one of those generic, oh, just, just take the piece off the Christmas tree, see what it is. 
No, there's no $50 bill in there. There's no chocolate in there. There's no gift in there. $50 bill? Yeah. Jesus. Grandma Rita was Grandma. notorious for just handing out some $50 bills. <laughs> Just, you know, a printing press of them. Yeah, most gr- most grandmothers pull quarters out of here. Yeah, Grandma no, no, Rita no. pull a 50. Yeah, pull a 50. And, like, literally ever since that, like, the playoffs, that was our good chocolate advent calendar. And ever since then, now we're dealing with, like, the one that's made on the recycled paper to make you feel so good about yourself. Oh, Grandma Rita, and, also environmentally conscious. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there's, like, powerful inspirational quotes. Everybody can under, use those. You know what? You know what? Screw you! I just want the chocolate advent calendar back. I just want the good shit. I just want Sujit's beer advent calendar. You know what? I want the one with all the jewelry in you it. You want to be in the hunt? No, you don't want to be in the hunt, No. Right? I want to be the letter Z, Y, or X. I love it. Cassie, Cassie's more fired up on a Tuesday than <laughs> yeah, she's we, ever been ever again. record on a Tuesday from now on. Yeah, I'm going to post word Cassie more often. All right. So I am going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with just the, the, the feelings. I'm okay. going to go with the feelings, right? And, you know, the first week, December, we're going to go with hope. It is. We're gonna go with I, hope. I have to the second it. week, we're going to have to go with fear because we just lost that fucking game. Today we're going to light the fear candle. Right? And then the third week, we're just going to go with straight-up anxiety and uncomfortableness. And the fourth, we're going to go with just straight up depression, right? So we need to we need to put something on there to hope. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a light. It's so gonna be the, something beautiful. The advent the advent candles are hope is the first one. Okay. Love is the second one. If you recall, there was a lot of love in the locker room after the after the Bucks oh, game. Oh dear God. Joy is the third candle. Then four is peace. So at some point th- at this point in the season, we've, we're we're gonna be, get hope and no, all the no, other no, ones. No, no, no. But bad. we we just become at peace with the fact that we're not making the playoffs. Oh, joy, Jesus joy Christ. is the pink candle. It's you the, guys the outlier. Yeah, and you guys did an amazing job. I like you took every idea I had. It was just like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get every worst Bills player and the man. I, and I like, robbed Lafayette, and then pits. like like all the worst shit. I was just gonna say that we could start off with diamonds and we could end off with coal. But like my my general feelings that that advent calendar, as it gets, you know, it's, for you it's supposed to get better. I didn't know that because I'm Hindu. Uh, to me, it's just gonna get worse and worse as the year goes on. It's gonna start off so fucking great. And it's going to have LaShawn McCoy and all that shit in the beginning. And at the end, you're going to have, like, yeah, you're going to have Lafayette Pitts. And you're just going to be like, what the fuck am I going to do Lafayette with Lafayette Pitts? Lafayette scored Pitts. a touchdown. Now the score is 34 to 6. Yeah. yeah. Favor of the Dolphins. Exactly. I mean, what am I going to do? Honest to God, Lafayette Pitts. <laughs> I can't listen. I mean, I, feel I can't so listen bad to watch games anymore and hear his do you name remember when he came in, Do you remember when he came into the game that day? Yeah. And yeah, we're like, get a tackle well, this just, let's just fucking for, let's give up. If Lafayette Pitts is in the game, let's fucking forfeit because someone's gonna get hurt, and we already knew that someone's gonna die on the field. Okay, someone. And when Lafayette Pitts, you can't trust that motherfucker. You cannot trust. I mean, Lafayette his name Pitts. sounds made up. I mean, it's a joke, right? I mean, if you wrote a novel and made one of the characters Lafayette Pitts... It sounds like something from fucking Tale of Two the, Cities. The editor would be like, hey, let's tone it down. Like, Charles bit. Dickens was like, oh, should I put Lafayette Pitts in here? No. Lafayette Pitts would be like the evil attorney in a, in a, in a Dickens novel. Christ. Yeah. We have someone named Lafayette Pitts on our team, guys. And he's the 24th fucking yeah, spot he'd, he'd on the, the advent calendar. He'd be the sideways clerk. Anyways. Anyways, so we have the Patriots coming to town on Sunday. Uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty, folks. Uh, 
So we're talking about the Patriots offense just blowing us up. Meanwhile, Lafayette Pitts is going to be our fucking <laughs> the bad blue MVP like 17 times next year. He's going like, to get into his own spots. The Patriots have not given up 17 points in a game since like September. So we can we can talk all we want about their offense. Their defense is probably going to snuff us out. And Lord knows Tyrod Taylor can't do shit against Bill Belichick because he's a defensive coach. And quite frankly, as we've seen now over... 39 starts. Tyrod Taylor is easy to scheme for. So I think this one's going to be ugly. I think uh, Matt Hauschka is going to put a couple in from beyond 55 yards. Final score, New England 36, Buffalo 9. So mind meld going into effect between Lars and I because my final score is like, yep, Hauschka, okay, 37-12. There it is, yep. Defense going to score some points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 36. 38. I don't know how they get to 38. I don't know. Uh, and it's going to be, what, 7, 10. <coughs> offense offense scores no touchdowns? No touchdowns, one field goal, and defense scores seven points. You heard it here first. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for Bills and Bears or do a Google search for Buffalo Bills podcast. Uh, What's that, Stitcher? Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Best way to stay in touch with the show. And use that promo code BNB over at mybookie.ag and use the hashtag BNBSM. Be considered social media listener of the week and get $5 sent to you so you can have a beer on us. We got a whole lot of money and a whole lot of spending. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just we're making it rain. So just use that hashtag and you'll get a free beer. Uh, sorry we didn't get this out on Sunday, so you had it for Monday. We're getting it on Tuesday, so you have it for Wednesday. We will be back next Sunday, so short week. We'll be hearing us sooner rather than later. We got to give a shout out to Rockpile Report. You got a you got a sassy Cassie on today. Yeah, and we're going head-to-head with them this week. I can't wait to see nice. who gets more listens. Until then, no Bills. The Bills make me want to shout